Glad to see you guys today. Loved our time of worship. Do me a favor. Let's welcome all those joining us online. Let them know how awesome it is to have them today. Those of you that are getting some last-minute getaways, vacations, talk to several families that are traveling even today. I hope you guys are having a great time resting, refreshing. They always say once Labor Day rolls around, people get a little bit of rhythm and routine back in their lives. And so just praying. It's been a unique year. I've already heard a lot of people saying, can't wait for 2021, can't wait for 2021. I understand what you're saying, uh, but we don't want to throw away the next few months. I believe God's still moving. He's not done with 2020 yet. Uh, there's not been a season or situation yet in history where God has not been able to work something for good and squeeze something out of that season. He's still working. And so don't just throw away the next few months. Uh, get planted. Get rooted in God's house. Get, get rooted in his purpose. Uh, and believe that God's still going to get some great glory out of 2020, right? Uh, 2021 will make it to us, uh, but let's believe God's still doing great things in 2020. Pastor Ethan and Lena are in the house. I had a chance to hug them right over here. And they have been, they have been traveling, speaking some, and also uh, just looking at the region, the area of Wayne County, uh, looking where they want to get situated over there. And so... Uh, today, they slipped in, and I get a hug already. I know we're supposed to be distant, but it was just good to see them. So we did like that half a hug, don't breathe on me thing. Um, but I'm so glad that Pastor Ethan and Alina are in the house. They're going to be speaking here uh, in October, so I'm already excited about that as well. Uh, if you have been wanting to make Storyside your home, I know our stage host will give you more information as well as our staff, but I just want to say, as a pastor, I've, I've met numerous VIPs the last few weeks and people that have told me, Pastor Micah, really wanting to learn more about StorySide, wanting to know more about our church, I would love for you, and, I, and they'll give you more details, but just as, as a pastor here, I, I would love to just get this date out to you so you can at least put it in your phone or on your calendar, and that is September 26th. That's going to be what we would call GROW uh, here, and so GROW for us, this, this is an intensive, it's 9 a.m. till 12 it's going to be at all of our StorySide locations. But just in a nutshell, grow is your next step for you to know God and for you to find freedom, for you to discover your purpose, and for you to make a difference. And so maybe you've been wanting to know a little bit more uh, about the history of StorySide or the vision and values of StorySide. I'm asking you to mark that date on your calendar. That's September 26. Uh, myself, others will, will be here that day, so from 9 a.m. till noon. And we'll just take you through some of those steps. And so you're not just attending a church, you're not just coming to a church, but you're saying, God, what is my role? What is my place in this season right now? How can I make a difference in my home, my job, school, wherever that is? Uh, I believe you'll be glad that you came to grow. Uh, and we're glad, that you, we're glad that you're here at StorySide. Whether it's been for a few weeks or a few months, I'm glad you're here. And if you're ready to take that next step, I just want to encourage you to meet me here that day. And I believe that when you get planted, get connected, you'll be glad. You'll really be glad that you did that. I want to talk to you today on the subject, untamed tongues. Untamed tongues. Untamed tongues. I heard the joke, speaking of tongues and our words, I heard the joke about Bubba. Bubba was having a yard sale, and there was a pastor in the community in the area that actually uh, stopped by the yard sale and bought... Uh, the pastor bought a lawnmower from Bubba, but he ended up returning it a few days later, complaining that it just, it just wouldn't run. 
And Bubba thought for a second and said, oh, it, it'll, it'll run, but you have to curse at it to get it started. The minister was completely caught off guard, and, and he told Bubba, he said, I've, I've not used curse words in years. And Bubba said, well, you just keep pulling on that starter rope over and over, and the words will come back to you. <laughs> Some facts about tongues. The average tongue from the back to the tip is right around three inches long. I know some of you are exceptions to the rule, but there are eight. There are eight muscles that make up the human tongue. Your tongue has between 3,000 and 10,000 taste buds not visible to the human eye. The average lifespan of a taste bud is two weeks. There are five different types of taste buds. You have sweet, salty, sour, bitter, savory. Your tongue never stops working even when you sleep. Your tongue is the most flexible muscle in your body. Your tongue requires moisture to taste. Your tongue shapes sounds into words. Your tongue print is as unique as your fingerprint. Your tongue, this is very interesting, your tongue says a lot about your health. They can tell a lot about your health just by your tongue. I would venture to say you can tell a lot about someone's spiritual health by their tongue. They also say, studies tell us that you cannot, you cannot breathe through your nose if your tongue is out. Stick your tongue out, try to breathe through your nose. Take your tongue out, try to breathe through your nose. Actually, you can do it, but <laughs> I just wanted to know what I was preaching out here today. Like, okay. Go to work, Holy Spirit. With our tongue, we communicate with our with our tongue, with our mouth, with our words, we, we can actually praise God or we pray. So we don't just communicate person to person, but, but even the words, the Bible would call it the words of our mouth. So they, they turn into prayer or praise. You could criticize with your tongue or with your mouth, with your words. You could criticize. You could also compliment. There's a lot of things that, that we could do. Maybe you've heard the statement before, uh, I just needed to hold my tongue. Nobody's ever heard that before, I just needed to hold my tongue. Or, or maybe you thought I should have, I should have held my tongue. There are people that get in a lot of trouble with what they would call a slip. It was just a slip of the tongue. Have you ever heard that before, just a slip of the tongue? You know, there are people who have lost their job. And maybe they've been there 10, 20, 30 years. Great pay, great benefit. There's people who have lost their job because they didn't hold their tongue. There, there are people that whether or not it, it was a, a tweet or a post or there are people who have been fired or let go because of the power of words. I heard the joke about the guy who's at his family gathering and... and said later he had a slip of the tongue, but he was having dinner with his in-laws, and, and he said that he, he meant to say to his mother-in-law, could you please pass the salt, but, but instead he said, you have completely ruined my life. 
Um, <laughs> it's not funny. But all of us are susceptible to a slip of the tongue. The University of Arizona would say that we speak about 16,000 words a day. The study says that women could actually get as high as 20,000. Men could be as low as seven to 10,000. I know that's a big difference, but heard the joke about the husband and wife who, who, who are at home and, and the husband's reading the newspaper and he began to read what I just shared about men could speak about seven to 10,000 words today, women speak about 20,000 words a day. And he's telling this to his wife, and his wife said, that's because we have to tell you guys everything twice. Um, in the book, Words Can Change Your Brain, they say that a single word is the power to influence the expression of your genes that regulate your physical and emotional stress. There's a lot of things in your life that are controlled by what you say and by what you hear. Words are very, very powerful. The conversations you have with others and the conversations you have with yourself, those are powerful things. I want to ask you today, just as we build a foundation for the message, we're, we're finishing up Animal Kingdom and we are bridging the gap as we move into the book of James. And so I'm going to reference animals today, but also work our way into James. I'm going to be in James for the next few weeks. But I want to ask you the question today, what are, you're going to have to think about this for a little bit, but what are the most hurtful things that have been said to you? What are the most hurtful things that have been said to you? So I, I have spent time the last few weeks with intern leaders, student leaders. I've sat down with Pastor Kristen, Pastor Desiree, others, and asked them this question. And had them begin to share with me. Some brought up things from their childhood. Some things, some individuals brought up things that a teacher had said or a coach had said or an ex had said. I want you to think about that today. What are, what are the most hurtful things that have been said to you? So do you realize between 7, 10, up to 20,000 words a day, do you realize how many things have been said to you since that was said to you? You realize how many words over the weeks, months, years, and some of you could go all the way back 10 years ago, three churches ago, two jobs ago. Some of you could go back all the way to junior high. Someone told you you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're and do you realize if you were to get out a calculator, if you were to open up your phone and you were to tabulate 10 to 20,000 words a day, and if you were to tabulate all of the words that have been said to you and yet you could that quick, you could that quick go back to some of those hurtful things, that's the power of words. Those words still resonate in your mind. Your, your mind was able to take those words and compartmentalize them and hold on to them. Not only what has been said to you, but I want to ask you today, what is the most hurtful thing you've said to someone? What is the most hurtful thing that you've said to someone? What, what is someone else holding on to today? That if I was to ask them, what's the most hurtful thing ever been said to you? And they would say, well, Lane said... Chelsea said, Steve said, 
Adam, Adam told me we, we got into an argument once. We, we get, it was frustrating. Tensions were high. And Adam said, I want you to view it even in our time together as even, you know, words that have said, you know, been said to us, but also, Dr. Abel, words that we have said to others. Because words are very, very, very powerful. James 3, 5 says, so also the tongue. Everyone say the tongue. So also the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do. A great forest can be set on fire by one tiny spark. Have you started something by what you said? Is, is, there, is there division right now? Is there strife right now? Because of something you said. That there are still severed relationships. There are people still, they still won't get together this Thanksgiving, this Christmas because of something you said. There, there, there's people that are at odds with each, each other right now because of something you posted. That's how powerful words are. They break up relationships, they divide families, they split churches. Individuals come under attack, under fire, simply because of what's been said. How many knows that we can all be guilty of it? It's not like it's one or two or three people in the room, it's all of us. We can all be guilty of untamed tongues. I heard the joke about the husband, he's talking to his wife, and the husband said, what do you like best about me, my face or my body? His wife said, your sense of humor. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) The things we say, we say it. And then we're like, whoa, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, we shouldn't have. In 2020, not just because it's an election year, but, but in 2020, even technologically, our tongues are often our thumbs. You take, you take that phone. I just got to give someone a piece of my mind. I just got to get it off my chest. I just, do you? Because words are powerful. And they're impacting and affecting and influencing a lot of people. James chapter 3, Verse 7 to 10 says, all kinds of animals, we've been talking about animals the last few weeks, all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. And with the tongue, notice this, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with that same tongue, We curse people who don't parent like we do or make the decisions with schooling like we do or or maybe they have a different system or value approach to life than we do, right? They've also been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. Talks here about taming these animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures. And and then he tells you and I that with this tongue, with our mouth, 
that we could use it for praise. Right now, somebody could say, hallelujah. It's the highest praise. Someone just say hallelujah right now. Hallelujah. The Bible said in the heavenlies, they say words like this, just, just night and day, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. You and I could say that. You could say things like right now, something like amen, that means I agree. You could say that's right or that's good. You could lean in and engage in a moment and your spirit connects with the Holy Spirit. You could compliment somebody. That, that tongue could be used for something positive or good, but the writer said also it could be full of poison. Criticizing and cursing, speaking this venom, the bad things that can come out of this tongue. I want to ask you today, are your words, I would ask myself, are my words pleasing to God? Is what I'm saying, is what I'm posting, is he getting glory out of that? Is, does he look down and say, wow, I'm so pleased, Micah? I'll tell you something if you promise not to tell. Is he pleased? When those words are coming out of my well, is he saying, that's my boy, that's my son, I'm so pleased in him. When he looks at your words, would he put your words in the category of praise? A positivity? Or would he take your words and put them in the category of poison? Wow, she's a real poisonous person. Everyone she gets around, everyone she talks to. Come on, I want to help you today. Does he see you and I as positive or as poison? Psalm 19, 14. Such a powerful prayer. If we were to take it from the psalmist and apply it in our own lives, it says, let the words of my mouth, let the words of my mouth, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable on Facebook. Get a hundred likes. Get a pat on the back and say, wow, I'm glad you're... Or when I put my head on my pillow at night, are they acceptable in your sight Oh, Lord, are you pleased with how I'm talking to my kids? Are you pleased with the conversations with my spouse? Are you pleased with how I talk to other people? Are you pleased with how I converse on social media? You're like, that's too much poison, Micah. I gave you the ability to speak. I gave you a tongue. I gave you the, the option to formulate and too much poison, Micah. As we wrap up our message today, everyone is receiving this card that I'm asking you to put on your fridge or put in your Bible, maybe some of you on your desk, but, but put, it, put it somewhere where you're going to be able to see it. 
You know, maybe you have a nightstand by your bed, or if you're a reader and you, you just want to use it even as a bookmark for a while, but just as a way for you to gauge, to evaluate, to assess how you are using those seven to 20,000 words a day. It's a lot. I know it's a lot. But how are you using those words? And is God pleased with how you are using those words? You know, the Bible would tell us that, that every word is, is going to be accounted for. I, I know that's a big number, but the Bible would say things like, like let, let all corrupt communication. It means it's tainted, it's corrupt. The Bible says stop that. In other words, our, our words and what we say, they really do matter. When you look at think, just, just think before you speak. So I, I think all of us could raise one hand. Some of us could raise both hands and say, I've had plenty of slip of the tongue. I should have held my tongue moments, Micah. When we think before we speak, here's a couple of things, and I know there's a lot of different acronyms out there, but this one I feel like is applicable not only to Scripture, but, but also to the spirit of story side. The first is this, is it true? Is it true? What I'm going to say right now, is it true? The second is, is it honoring is it honoring? I, what is the intent? N, is it necessary? K, is it kind? We're going we're to dive a little bit into those in closing today, but Proverbs twelve eighteen says, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise, they bring what? Healing. Proverbs eighteen twenty one, the tongue can bring death or life, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I know sometimes, because we're talking today about our tongue, and then in 2020 when I reference our thumbs being the new tongue, I don't know if it's always wise to use up all of our words. I, if, if you look just at social media, I don't know. I don't know if it's always wise that there has to be a post every 15 minutes. Like you're thinking, I've just got to say that, Pastor Micah. Like I, there's, there's people deciding how to do this and where to go, and I've just... When you, when you, look, at, when you look at your words, would they meet... Would they meet this criteria today? Are they going to line up with some of these principles? So in our final few minutes together today, I just want to look at each letter. The first is T, is it true? Everyone say, is it true? Now, I know this sounds so basic, but there are a lot of times, so there's no story like your own story, right? So I, I, can, only, I can only speak from my perspective on this as a pastor and even as a parent, as a husband, but there are times that I have said things before that I found out later was not the whole story. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever thought you were speaking from an angle of, I know what I'm talking about, and then later on you found out like, whoa, I didn't know exactly what I was talking about. This really happens a lot. If you're, if you're ever dealing with broken relationships, if, if you're ever dealing with a divorce, if you're ever dealing, you know, a lot of times even church hurt, people will say, that last church he said, and the pastor said, and this one guy in the parking lot, and, and then later you could find out there was a lot more to the story than just what I was told. 
But in the moment, you can start speaking as if you are speaking from truth. When it's not the whole truth. You you, you don't understand everything that you're talking about. Here's what the Bible would say in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. So before we get to other, those other awesome words in the verse, he's just going to start right out. Before we ever get to the praise, before we ever get to that, let's just say, is it true? True means it's verifiable, it's been proven, it's accurate, it's complete. I think sometimes we would all have to admit that we have used our tongue only to find out weeks or months later that wasn't totally true what I said. What if the Holy Spirit was to help all of us today to wait until we know really more truth in the story before we start shooting off all of our opinions, you know, on the front end? What what if we were to ask God, God, help me to hold my tongue if I'm not sure that something is true, right? Yeah, but I saw it on social media. Yeah, but I knew someone that knew someone that told someone that, Second thing, is it honoring? Is it honoring? So sometimes even if it's true, it's still not honoring. They cheated, they had an affair, they went, they done, they had drugs. You know, I I get this often. Pastor Micah, you know 10 years ago, she's the one, right? That's the one that, you, you know 12 years ago. I get that a lot. People will tell me something. Sometimes it dates back before StorySide even existed. And people will say, well, you know, like that's the woman that. So sometimes something can be true, but it's not honoring. It's not honoring. J- just to simplify this, when we honor something, we move it upward, right? Honor takes things up. Dishonor takes things down. That, that's just a good way to view it in your life. So it's almost like how when jo- John Maxwell would use the analogy of, of, of the elevator. So if I have a conversation with Travis, we're going to get on the elevator, and the elevator's got two options. We're either going up or we're going down, but it's going one of those two directions. When I get off the elevator, Travis, in this conversation, he's either taking me up or he's taking me down. When you are having conversations with people, are you taking them up or are you taking them down? When they walk out of the room, when they get off the phone with you, when when they leave, do they feel more encouraged? Do they feel more hope? Do they feel uplifted? Or do they feel like, wow, I'm glad that's over? Right? Is it honoring? Here's how powerful, here's how powerful your words are. Here's how powerful your words are. Um, Rob, can you can you bring this this water thing to me? Actually, you know what? Hold on just a second. Just take it, take it back. I'm gonna do that point here in just a second. Um, actually, Rob, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Now, can you bring it over here? Yeah, bring it. Bring it over here. here. (laughs) Can I get the gas can? Do we have the gas can? Thank you, Brian. So here's how powerful our words are. Just by me saying something, just saying something, these men bring items to the stage, Rob twice, but these men bring items to the stage just by saying something. 
In other words, and we could give more examples because we'll do this often. Travis could be up here. Travis could say, you know, all over the room, let's give them high praise. Come on, let's clap. Pastor Kristen could be, you know, let's just raise our hands. And people do us, hundreds of people. You, you are grown adults. And because these two people up here are telling you to do stuff all over the room, people are like, okay, I guess it must be time to clap. You can control an entire room by what you say. Coaches and teachers and parents, you can control a room. You, you could say to someone else, will you bring me? They bring it simply because of words. If the Holy Spirit was to assess the rooms in your life, what are you doing? How are you controlling? What are you saying? What are you manipulating? How are your words working the room? Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, that your words will be an encouragement. In other words, when they get off the elevator, they feel like, wow, I went up. I can make it. I can do it. I can survive. When you talk to the person who's been laid off, when you talk to the person who has the doctor's report, when you talk to the person who's struggling parenting, when that conversation's over, they're like, wow, I am so glad I talked to them today. I'm so glad we run into each other. It's not like you're really getting off the elevator, but in your mind you are, in your spirit you are, because words brought life to that moment. Or do people talk with you? And they leave feeling like, wow, I'll never make it. Our world's going to hell in a handbasket. This whole thing's falling apart. How are you working the rooms that God has allowed you to walk into? Because the reality is you're going to be one of these two things. People will tell you, hey, did you hear about? What did I hear about? You know, politically, did you hear about? Relationally, did you hear about? Did you know, Pastor Micah, did you hear about the addiction or the habit? Did you hear about the failure or the flaw? A lot of times, we, you're not walking around with these, Lane. You don't walk around with these two things, but sort of you do. Jess, you sort of walk around with these two things that when you enter a conversation, you have the option. You know that when the Bible talks about we open with the scripture where it says your tongue is so powerful and it compared it to a spark and a forest fire, right? That's, that was our first verse. It compared it to a spark and a forest fire. And Tammy, when I walk into those situations, I can either pour gas on the fire. I can't believe she said that. I can't believe he'd done that. What a jerk, man. She's so horrible. Can you imagine or, and sometimes this is the tough one, especially if a lot of other people are on the bandwagon, right? Go on social media for 20 seconds and look at all the bandwagons sometimes. You are the fish out of water. You, you are the extreme. If you're like, hey guys, let's just try to think of the good report. Let's try to be positive for a moment. Let's believe God's still on the throne. How about we try to find something good are you the one that walks into a room and you're just fueling fires of negativity and criticism? Or do you walk in the room and the Holy Spirit of God, which is water in Scripture, does the Holy Spirit come in with you? Are you a positive or are you poison part of the problem? We're getting ready to pray today. But these final few letters... 
So we're talking about, is it true? Is it, is it honoring? The I is, what is the intent? So these last few minutes, what is the intent? Why am I saying something? So if I had an hour right now, I would love to talk to you about this point, but I don't. But, but here, here's what I mean by what is the intent. If you were honest, so you take out your, your two tongues, thumbs, and you're like, I just got to get it off my chest. I've just got to get it off my chest. Whatever it is that you're getting off your chest, is that coming from a place of anger? Are you mad right now? You upset? You frustrated? Because frustration is never going to be a good foundation for whatever it is you're going to say. Right? What is the intent of what you're saying? Or are you wanting appreciation? So, if you're not getting appreciation from your spouse, you're not getting appreciation from your coach, you're not, but, but you know if you put this out in the wor- world of social media, someone is going to tell you. I'm not saying it's bad to do that. I'm just saying you, you have to ask yourself, what is the intent of why I'm, why I'm doing this? Why am I saying this? Because maybe God wants to heal that root. Otherwise, you're going to have to post the next thousand things. Because you're always going to have to try to find that appreciation, which ultimately you need to find your identity, appreciation in Christ. I'm I'm not saying don't post it for that reason, but, but ask yourself, what is the intent? Are you trying to get attention? Been working out? Want to put the right shirt on? Want to show the right body parts? Right? I know, I know it's just blunt in this closing point, but I'm just asking you, like, if you were to honestly admit the intent of why you're saying what you're saying, I, I suck, I'm so ugly, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, no one loves me. Are you wanting a whole bunch of people to be like, no, you're awesome, you're great. Now again, I want a culture of complimenting. I'm okay with the awesome and great, but if the intent of your heart, if the root is, that God wants to heal low self-esteem or God wants to heal self-criticism or God, because otherwise you're going to live the rest of your life trying to put a Band-Aid on these things. And not everything's going to be solved with a like on social media. You might get a hundred of them. Tomorrow you're still going to have that same void in your heart where God is saying, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to heal you. You're looking for affirmation or approval. A big one is this, are you looking for agreement? So if you post something, it doesn't matter if it's politically or personally or whatever, you post something, are you wanting other people to be like, me too, I agree, same. So when you ask yourself, what is the intent? Am I really posting this from a pure place? Or do I have intent behind this? I think this is a big one. As we're talking about the intent, words often want to win. Words become our weapons. You actually will say something or post something because on, you don't care about the 100 likes. This is a big one. You don't care about the 100 likes. You actually want someone to see it. It's the only reason you're posting it. You could have 500 people see it, but really you're only after the one. In other words, there's a little bit of passive aggressiveness in your post. 
You can give a backhanded compliment. There can be sarcasm or an agenda. You're trying to prove a point or you're saying something because you want to stir the pot. So you have to ask yourself, what is the intention behind my words? Trying to help you today. We all have untamed tongues. No wonder Acts 2. Acts 2, the Holy Spirit wanted to get a hold of our tongues because God knew, left to our flesh, our tongues will be just full of poison, run away, the letter N, is it necessary? We're getting ready to pray for your tongues, but the letter N is simply this, that it could be true, but is it necessary? Is it necessary? That means absolutely needed, required, logically unavoidable. You could actually say the right thing at the wrong time. Come on, husbands, help me out. Has anyone ever said the right thing at the wrong time? Finally, is it kind? Is it kind? Is what I'm saying right now kind? Is it sympathetic? Is it helpful? Is it compassionate? Is it considerate? Is it kind? Many of you have heard the quote before, be kind, be kind, be kind. Story side, be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. If you were to look down your row right now, look down your row, Can you imagine if someone was in your row thinking about suicide? Can can you imagine if someone is in your row right now, if you just look down your section, someone is wondering right now, how am I going to make ends meet financially? What if someone in your row has been so torn Should I send my kids back to school? Should I homeschool? Well, if I send them back to school, are people going to put me in this category? Well, if they stay home, can I juggle all the time and I'm so busy? And If they could be in your road today and they're in that tug of war and yet you take your tongue or you take your thumbs and you're going to pour fuel, you're going to pour gas on the very battle that someone is struggling with right now. What if you look down your row and there's someone fighting for their marriage? I, I, I know, I know, story side, I love you. I know your heart as far as the intention. If I told you right now, if I told you right now, someone three chairs down, right here, one, two, three chairs down, she's fighting for her faith. She's trying to hold on. She wasn't even sure she wanted to come today. Story side, I know in your heart, you would want to pray for her. You would want to encourage her. You would want to tell her, don't quit. I was there once, five years ago. Don't stop now. Well, guess what? She's everywhere. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. She's in your school. She's in your subdivision. She's on your job. Which one are you being? When you walk in the room, is she going to throw in the towel after talking to you? Or is she going to say, I can make it, I can do it, I... Here's the reality, you choose. You choose. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, words kill, words give life, they're either poison or fruit, You choose. 
untamed tongues. I look back at 30 years of ministry, there's tons of things I wish I could take back. I look back at 23 years of marriage, tons of things I wish I could take back that I wouldn't have said. Four kids and another one in heaven and my four kids parenting them, there's tons of things I wish I could take back. My 20 and 18 year old, I was just learning. I have no, my dad got married when he was 16. I come along the next year and my nanny helped raise me and sometimes parenting, you're just like learning on the fly. Tons of things I wish I could take back. I can't speak to, you know, some of those things that we could apologize. We could say, I'm sorry. And if you need to do that, or if I need to do that, that's a start. We can't go back and change all of that, but we could ask today at a few minutes after 10 on a Sunday morning, we could ask God right now, God, let the Holy Spirit help my tongue. I, I, I don't want to take people down. Help me to think. Help me to think before I speak. This right now in God's presence, I want to pray over your mouth. I was actually thinking this week, have I ever prayed over people's mouths? I don't, in all my years, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've prayed over hands and feet and prayed over people's heads and thoughts and prayed over their heart. Put your hand on your heart. But I was thinking, because you're not even supposed to do it right now. I mean, with everything going on, they're all like, don't take your hand, touch your mouth. I was like, well, horrible timing, but. I would like to pray over your mouth today. So right now, just with eyes closed in the room and those joining us in line, if, if, you, if you're in a place or position where you can just close your eyes and pray with us. Your mouth is a powerful thing. You know, people are saved with their mouth. When, when the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, your mouth, you, you say, you, you, you're going to say, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe Jesus is my Savior. I believe Jesus... Someone could be saved today with their mouth. Maybe today online or in the room, you need to be saved. You know that you're not right with God. I want to challenge you right now. Use your tongue, use your words, use your mouth to say, Jesus, I, I want to give my life to you. I want to turn my life around. I want you to save me. I need you to forgive me. And if you'll use your mouth right now, I believe God will hear your prayer. For others, at 11 minutes after 10, for others, you could be saying, I, I'm saved, but there's too much poison coming out of my mouth. Not enough prayer, not enough praise. It's too much poison, and I want to do better. Micah, I want to do better, whether it's the things I say or what I post. I want to do better. I want my intent to be pure. I want it to be true. I want it to be honorable. I want to take things up in my life. People, rooms I'm in, I want it to be kind. You know you. Outside of God, you know you best. And you know if you need help with your tongue or with your thumbs. And this is a really bold question right now. I, I'll raise my hand first, but if there's anyone else that would say, Pastor Mike, I want you to pray for me too, that I'll do better with my words, that I'll use them for God's glory, for God's goodness. Would you just raise a hand and join me right now to say, 
I want prayer over my mouth today. As a husband, as a wife, as a parent, as a son, as a daughter, as a Christian, hands are still going up. I I want prayer over my mouth today. God, I pray for every student, every classmate. I pray for every coworker. From the youngest to the oldest, I pray for every person today that's saying, come on, Holy Spirit, get a hold of my tongue. Come on, Holy Spirit, turn my tongue. Turn it, turn it from being negative to positive. Turn it from taking people down to lifting people up. Turn it from focusing on the bad. Turn it to, to speaking about the goodness of God. Turn my tongue today. I pray for every person that's raising a hand and saying, God, I... I need you right now. I need you to touch my mouth. I want the words of my mouth, and I want my thoughts. I want them to be acceptable to you. When I put my head on my pillow tonight, I want you to be pleased. I I want you to be pleased with what I'm saying. I pray that you would hear our prayer today. For those in the room and online that's saying, I want to use my mouth to be saved. My life's a wreck right now. I am a mess right now. I pray that you would hear their prayer as they say things like, I love you, Jesus, or forgive me, God, or I repent. I pray that you would hear their prayer even right now. And we pray all of these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Storyside, can we stand all over the room? In the room and online, I want to give you an opportunity right now to use your tongue for praise, for something positive. This song just says, sing a little louder. It says things like raise a hallelujah. And I would love for you to sing out to God right now. Come on, let the words, let the words of our mouth give praise to God today. If you're physically able, why don't you raise a hand? Let's close this service out with praising God today. Come on, Storyside, let's praise him. He is a good, good father.